You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It's Thursday and uh, big week for TCU football. Tomorrow is the spring game. Today, if you saw some uh, clips from practice on Twitter, looked like it was pretty relaxed. Guys were having fun. They played kickball at the end of practice, which was good to see, uh, keeping things pretty light. I think they want to put on a show under the lights on Friday night, as much of a show as you can um, expect considering that it's just a glorified exhibition. But nonetheless, first time we get to really see this team um, in a game situation under Sonny Dykes. So it should be fun to watch that. One to start today with some comments that Sonny made earlier this week. And the news out of spring camp was he wasn't really asked directly about this, but he was asked about the quarterback situation. And Coach Dykes said the good thing is that he feels like the starting quarterback is currently in the room. Like he does not plan on exploring the transfer portal um, to acquire another guy, whether that be, you know, as a starter or even as a depth piece. So this was a little surprising to me. I mean, I think it's, it's, overall probably good news like it means they have confidence in the players that they're trying to develop that are in practice right now that have been through the program in the spring namely Max Duggan and Chandler Morris Um, the only reason it took me a little off guard is um, just because he wasn't really like asked about it and in some ways I feel like you kind of back yourself in a corner if you publicly make that proclamation and then later on you backtrack the only thing I would say is you know, and, and he's sort of made a joke about this. Somebody asked, well, what if, like, what if like, Tom Brady hits the portal? And he sort of laughed and said, yeah, if Tom Brady hits the portal, we'll be interested. But you don't exactly know who's going to be in the portal, you know, in the, in the rest of the spring and in the summer. So if somebody comes available, I think there's still a, a small possibility that they inquire about it. But I feel like this is twofold. One... Um, they're probably impressed with what the guys have done through the 13 or 14 practices they've had. And then two, uh, I mean, all the quarterback dominoes have kind of fallen. Like, all the big names now with JT Daniels going to West Virginia have sort of settled where they're going to settle. And there's really not anybody else out there that I would consider like a program-changing QB. There are some guys that you could use, um, but it's not going to be in a big-time role. So, okay, they're not going to add somebody. Now, another interesting point to this is I, I tweeted something about this earlier this week. I just basically said, hey, I'm kind of surprised you made this public statement. And uh, Parker on Twitter, who you probably know as Stats of War, he does a really good podcast with Grant McGalliard. Um, Purple Theory, yeah, that's it. Uh, almost almost butchered that, but I didn't. Anyway, he like replied to me and was basically like, well, maybe this is just – Um, okay, we're going to use the guys that are here, so we might as well start building their confidence, which makes sense, right? Like, you want to make sure that those players understand they're on solid ground, that they're the dudes. Um, Maybe it's still an open competition, but it's it's these two players duking it out. So I don't have a great feel for who it's going to end up being. I mean, I'm still thinking Chandler Morris, but a lot of that just has to do with the fact that based on what I know about both QBs, I think Chandler fits the system better. It's honestly not based on what's been coming out of practice because everything we've really heard out of practice is that this is a pretty even battle, that both guys are getting equal reps, 
you know, one player has a good day, somebody else might have a bad day, but then the next day it sort of flips. And that's kind of been the trend so far. So I don't have a great idea of who it is. I hope privately that there's a little more separation than I think there is, just because I still, I still stand by the idea that building around a QB, having a plan would be the best thing for this program moving forward. Um, but you know, if you don't know, you don't know, and you have to let the competition play out. You can't just make a decision for the sake of making a decision. If it's really that even, then you have to, you have to let it, um, sort of run its course. Now, another thing I'm curious about is just how much they are evaluating the actual spring game. And I I don't have a great answer, but I mean, spring games are, are, really unpredictable because you don't know exactly what the format's going to be. Um, this seems to be more open. It seems like it's going to be more like a game atmosphere. And Coach Dykes mentioned, like, this is important. He wants to see what these guys can do under some pressure. He wants to see what they can do. Um, you know, reading their progressions, making plays. And that's been the thing that Max has apparently really grown at, you know, through the spring, according to him. Um, I feel like there is, and, and I've made this mistake sometimes too. We get so caught up in Max and his accuracy sometimes, but it's really more, I think, about the decisiveness and getting off your first and second reads. That's the big step for him. It really feels like he just uses one side of the field. Now, a big part of that, as we've talked about at length, is the fact that the offensive line just hasn't protected him real well. And so it's hard to go through progressions. It's hard to sit in there in the pocket and make big time throws and use the whole field. When every time you drop back, there's, you know, somebody immediately in the backfield or two or three people, um, hanging around your feet, trying to take you down. So I want to see who's more comfortable, who's more decisive tonight. Um, who can make plays. I'm not like, obviously you're watching the throws, right? Like you're watching who's making big time throws, who's getting the ball out on time. But for me, the thing I'm more interested about on Friday is who's in more command of the offense. Is there somebody that the players respond to more? Because the coaching staff has mentioned multiple times, like the players really know these things, what the coaches do. That's kind of what they watch for as far as, you know, who's sort of taking the lead or getting a feel for, for who's in front. So those are the things that I'm curious about in the spring game. But Coach Dyke says they don't plan on hitting the transfer portal uh, for QB. So that narrows it down a little bit. I mean, we know it's going to be either Max Duggan or Chandler Morris. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see what they're thinking as they close spring practice. And, again, pretty uh, light practice today. It looks like they were just having some fun with the guys out there, letting them um, stay healthy and get ready for tomorrow night. When we come back, we'll discuss some other things we want to see out of the spring game. We'll also briefly mention big series for TCU baseball this weekend. That's all coming up on Locked on Horn Frogs. Okay, segment two of Locked on Horn Frogs. Let's talk some spring game. Okay, but first quick announcement. I apologize. I had planned on, you know, having some sort of backup plan in the works. It didn't really work out. I'm taking my family to Disney World starting tomorrow. So next week, I won't have any episodes. I know spring practice would have just wrapped up. There's big baseball series this weekend. I don't love it, but uh, after speaking with my wife, I have been informed that recording a podcast while we're at Disney is not the best idea. So I'm not going to mess with that. 
we'll just pick back up the next week, that first week of May. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience, but thank you for rocking with me if you do and when you do. Okay, so spring game on Friday. Um, the things that we're watching for, the things that I'm watching for. First off, you know, these skill positions are all intriguing to me because they feel so loaded, even though the numbers from the last few years wouldn't back that up. But Kendra Miller and Amani Bailey in the backfield. I know Bailey's had a good camp. Kendra's really uh, just worked into this number one role pretty seamlessly, which is not shocking. I mean, he was the workhorse in a lot of games last year um, when Zach Evans was out. But uh, that's a group that I'm excited about. I want to see how they're moving, how they look, you know, the explosiveness from both players, how different they are in the style and the way that they run, um, because that could be a pretty good one-two punch going into the season. You know, up front, it's hard to tell in spring games um, what's going on. But I'm more, I'm, I'm more interested in the defensive line than the offensive line. I think there's questions about both. But I, I feel like this O-line could come together and work pretty well. Um, I'm just I'm not sure about the defense. They're very thin up front. You know, I want to see uh, Dominic Williams, the true freshman from California, um, who flipped his ECU at the last minute. That's going to be huge. He's a big physical guy in the middle. I, I want to see how he does, what his explosions like. Um, you know, Dylan Horton, Landon Watson. This is a group that I feel like could actually, the starters can be pretty solid. Um, I don't know what's behind them, though. And you know defensive linemen, they're not going to play 80 snaps a game. So it, it really is about who you can cycle in and out. So how do they hold up against the O-line? What does that new three-man front look like, you know, kind of practically? Defensively in general, flying around to the ball. You know, I think D. Winters is going to be a star on this new system. Um, who's sort of flanking him? Uh, what is Marcel Brooks? Um, where is he at? You know, what? how do they want to use him? How does his athleticism make a difference for this defense? It really feels like he's been given some new energy, some new life with uh, the transformation of the coaching and staff. Shad Banks hasn't really been healthy much this, this spring from what I've seen, so I don't have huge expectations for him. But that's another guy that you can use in a variety of ways, just with the ball skills, with the, you know, being a receiver in high school, his explosiveness, his athleticism. How does Joseph Gillespie get creative with those guys and allow them to make plays? Um, the secondary, I don't feel like we're going to learn a ton. You know, safety position's intriguing to me. Who's running with the ones? But uh, I don't expect Travis Hodges Tomlinson to play. Um, you know, Ken Stewart and Noah Daniels, we'll see what their status is. I, I'm going to double down. I think this these corners could be really good this year. I just don't, you know, I said that last year, and we obviously know what happened. I don't know um, if they can stay healthy and, and who's going to be kind of shuffling in and out of the lineup throughout the year. Um, on the other side, the wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, poised to have a big year. You know, does he look like the type of impact player that we'd love to see all throughout the season? in this game. Um, who sort of takes over that number two wide receiver role? Is it Sticks? Is it Quincy Brown? Is it Savion Williams? You know, Gunnar Henderson's had a huge spring. The walk-on that got a scholarship. Is he involved in the offense? Tay Barber and Darius Davis also on the slot. Guys that can make plays. The tight ends, that's never been a position that we've, uh, we've thought about much the last few years, but it seems like they want to use them. How does Spivey look the transfer from Mississippi State? 
Alex Hoyne, the converted quarterback from Germany. You know, does he get um, some some run? Does he get some opportunities in this new offense and this new way of doing things with the position change? Does he look like he understands what he's supposed to be doing? All these things are fascinating to me. Um, it, it's been a while since they have a spring game with this many questions. And even with all the openness and kind of freedom we've had and access we've had, I think there's still a lot of great storylines that we can at least get a little bit of context for in this final practice in this spring game. So that's Locked on Horn Frogs for today. Oklahoma State and TCU baseball this weekend. Big series from the Frogs. If they can win two out of three, um, they'll be in the driver's seat in some ways for a Big 12 title with only six conference games left to play. The staggered Big 12 schedule is pretty strange, but you know, Tommy Sacco, does he stay red hot? Those bats really woke up against Texas Tech. Riley Cornelio has been fantastic as of late. They finally kind of got back on track and won that Thursday game that he started. Um, do they find a way to, you know, win on Friday night and give themselves a chance to split those final two games? But huge series for them on the road against the Pokes. Uh, we'll cover that and plenty more. But, again, sorry, taking a week off from the podcast because I'm going on vacation with my family. Uh, that you probably hear swearing in the background. Sorry about that as well. Doing my best today to get a podcast out. So this has been Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.